Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Vane Innovations. And welcome to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton, and we're on a little later today because we've had Captain Herb's Toys for Tots, and we've had Clark Howard's Christmas Kids, and I love to hear all the people uh, calling in and and giving and visiting the different sites uh, to make sure that all the kids get toys. And I'm going to remind you where we're going to be tomorrow. There's going to be a, a simulcast of Christmas Kids tomorrow. And we're going to talk about that a little later. But right now, I have two plastic surgeons in the studio with me. And don't you love to corner a plastic surgeon at a cocktail party and get them and say, Hey, doctor, look at these fine lines around my eyes or around my lips. Or what do you think about this or that? Well, consider this your private cocktail party for the next 30 minutes with two of Atlanta's uh board-certified plastic surgeons from Marietta Plastic Surgery. We have Dr. Keith West and Dr. Keith Hanna in the studio. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for Thank having you. us. And um, there are so many things that people aren't aware of that can be done in the realm of plastic surgery that don't involve scalpels or putting you to sleep necessarily that can improve your appearance and youthfulness that can be done and I would consider this time of year winter one of the best times to have that done because uh, if you have some bruising or or what have you you're not out in the sun right now you're wearing more clothing um, and you're 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 not out and about necessarily as much so I would consider this peak time for for plastic surgery we are very busy at this time of year and you bring up a good point there's been some real good advances in plastic surgery with you know minimally invasive or injectable um, types of procedures uh, we we are a full service plastic surgery practice so we do everything from skin care to injectables to chemical pills to all of these sort of rejuvenating uh, processes so on a lot of the procedures like injectables and Botox and things and skin peels, your downtime is minimal, correct? Yes, that is correct. I'm, you can get a little bruising from some of these procedures, but for the most part, they're meant to be done and have you back at dinner the that night or the next by the next day. Am I going to see instant results? I think for most of these things, you do see instant results, something like Botox or Dysport. That does take a few days to start to start working. Okay, folks, if you have questions for my plastic surgeons, they're going to be on for the next 30 minutes. Give us a call. That number is 404-872-0750. That's 404-872-0750. So when people start aging, where does it show up first? I know that women are seem to be real concerned about the neck. Um, maybe that's because we tend to forget that with sunscreen and uh, our laugh lines around the eyes and around uh, 
the the mouth, the parentheses or around the mouth. What can be done about those areas? Well, basically, with the lines around the eyes that you talked about, that's the uh, excellent area to, to do Botox therapy for. Um, Botox is uh, basically does a temporary paralysis of muscles, so any line that is affected by muscle movement, such as the forehead, between the eyes, the glabella for the uh, vertical lines, or the laugh line areas can be treated with Botox. As far as the nasolabial folds, that would be a treatment for a dermal filler like Restylane or Juvederm. How long can I expect those treatments to last? The Botox is typically about three to four months, and the filler is typically about a year. Really? Yes. Okay, so I've heard about Botox for your forehead, but you're talking about these fine lines on the side of of your eyes. Those can be taken care of with Botox as well? That's correct. Uh, Those are very... Um, those those areas do very well with Botox. Yeah. Th- those are the two FDA-approved sites for Botox, is the glabellar frown lines and the crow's feet. Are you going to be able to blink? Oh, absolutely. It does not affect the blinking mechanism at all. It just softens these lines by 40 to 70%, and, it's, and it has a secondary benefit of slightly elevating the brow and opening your eyes a little bit more. And really? so I, w- I would say I would d- not discount that benefit. Oh, excellent. Okay, gentlemen, let's go to the phone lines and speak with Carolyn in Athens. Welcome to WSB and my plastic surgeons from Marietta Plastic Surgery. How are you, Carolyn? I have a question about a breast lift. After um, breastfeeding my two children, and I'm almost 50, um, I'm interested in trying to raise them. And I wondered um, what what the procedure is for that, and also if my weight fluctuates about ten pounds up and down, if it's not a good idea to do it when you're at your heavier, or if it's not a good idea to do it when you're at your lighter. Very good question, Carolyn. Well, uh, thank you for the question, Carolyn. I would say the, everybody's weight fluctuates between 5 and 10 pounds, so I would not worry too much about that. But as far as a breast lift is concerned, you do have to be evaluated you know, in the office by a you know, board-certified plastic surgeon, and we look at several things that happen to the breast after having children and when you age. You basically lose a lot of volume over time with breastfeeding and some of the hormonal changes with aging, and then you have the same sort of or excess skin on envelope that you had um, when uh, excess skin that you uh, had than when you were younger. So with that you get what's called ptosis where the nipple position sits a little bit below the inframammary fold and you essentially get some deflation and a breast lift is uh, usually done as a surgical procedure where you are required to have incisions that go around the areola and straight down to the fold and sometimes under the fold like a lollipop or an anchor sh- uh, shaped incision. It's a surgery that takes two to two and a half hours. Many times we're adding an implant to add volume at the same time. It's done as an outpatient and uh, it's probably one of the most common procedures done by all plastic surgeons including us. Okay and as far as recovery time? 
Recovery time, I would say that if you had a, it, it really depends on if you have an implant or not. The implant is what makes you sore because typically those are placed behind the muscle, not always. And if you do have an implant, then you're probably doing yourself a favor if you take a week off of work. Um, but as far as back to uh, strenuous physical activity, it's probably about four to six weeks. Um, we do like patients to be up and walking the night of surgery. The next day, you're up and around. So I don't even like to use the word downtime anymore. But really, to put an eight-hour day in at work, it would probably be nice to have a week off. Yeah, and you don't want to be lifting things and things like that. All right, Carolyn, thank you so much. If you want more information, of course, you can check out the doctors at Marietta Plastic Surgery. All right, gentlemen, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go Louise. And Decatur has a question for you, gentlemen. How are you, Louise? I'm fine, thank you. Good. My, what's, what's your question? My question is around um, a tummy tuck. Um, I've been doing some reading, and I understand there's such thing as a soft or a partial versus a full tummy tuck, and I wanted to get more information on that if, if you all were aware of that. Louise, thank you for the question. Um, there is something called a mini tummy tuck where basically it affects the tissue from just above your hair bearing area to your belly button. And if you have uh, excess tissue or a pooch in this area, then you would be a candidate for a mini tummy tuck. I didn't know that pooch was an official term. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. I say that. But <laughs> well, my wife says that, so it must be true. It right? is. It is. So but, uh, that's in conjunction, um, you know, as opposed to a full tummy tuck where all the tissue up to just below your rib cage uh, is it can be affected as well as do some muscle tightening as well. Yes, we, we really, you when somebody comes in the office for uh, consultation regarding abdominal contouring, we look at, look at the entire um, abdominal area and the flank area, and we try to do the procedure that has the least amount of recovery time that gives you maximum impact. And, and that can be as simple if you have some skin elasticity left on the abdominal wall. It can be as simply, simple as doing liposuction. And then the next sort of rung on the ladder would be liposuction and potentially taking um, some skin out, as Dr. Hanna mentioned, from below the umbilicus if you have a, a, a sort of adherent C-section scar or just some hanging skin in that location. And then it goes all the way up with a few intermediate steps to a full abdominoplasty with muscle tight which is a big surgery and we have to sit down and talk to you about that one and prepare you for that one but many times after having multiple children that's what you need and that usually works out great as long as you're prepared for it and you have a full evaluation beforehand okay and the recovery time is on a full is for a full abdominoplasty, I would say about two weeks um, before. Most patients are driving a car within about two weeks. Um, as far as uh, uh, physical activity, like going back to the gym, something like that, I'd say four to six weeks. As far as getting back to work at a desk job, I'd say maybe one to two weeks, uh, depending on how much tightening you end up doing. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks so much. We have so many callers on the line uh, that want to talk to you, gentlemen. So everybody stay put. Kevin, Harry, Jane, Karen. Uh, It is 18 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're speaking with Dr. Keith and Dr. uh, uh, Dr. Both Dr. Keith, West and Hannah from Marietta Plastic Surgery. Everybody stay tuned. More coming your way next on Atlanta Living. Now more of Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Thank you, Scott. My time flies when you're talking about uh, 
bettering yourself and feeling greater about your your image that you're putting out there. We are talking with board-certified plastic surgeons, Dr. Keith West and Dr. Keith Hanna with Marietta Plastic Surgery. And we're kind of pushed for time, so we want to get as many calls in there as we possibly can. And they will be back periodically, so don't worry about that. We are speaking with Harry. Harry, you're on WSB. How are you today? Doing great, doing great. I'll get to the point. Okay, sweet. Um, I'm question for the doctors and for Belinda. I'm I'm 65. A lot of a nice looking fit. A lot of people tell me I look young for my age, but I've got this sagging face where my neutral face used to be with a straight mouth. Now it looks like a frown because of the sag. If I pull up on my temples, the frown goes away, and I like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. And I've got a turkey neck. I'm thinking about getting some work done, but I'm a little concerned about winding up looking like some bizarre Hollywood <laughs> actor. And to Belinda, the question would be that. You know, within reason, do the look do the looks really matter to the women? I think I'm doing this for myself, but I want to be attractive to women. I'm back on the market. Well, I think it sounds like you have a fabulous personality. So um, you want to feel good about yourself, and once you feel really good about yourself, that's going to come through and how you mm-hmm. you present yourself to the opposite sex. Gotcha. Or your whoever you're yeah, well, attracted to. It would to. be the opposite sex. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we'll let the gentleman take that question. Thank you for the question. I really appreciate that. Um, basically, what it sounds like you're trying to – first, you need to come in for a full evaluation and make sure you're a candidate for any of these procedures. But it does sound like a face and neck lift would be something that could uh, fix the issues that, you, that you're concerned with. And one of the things that you brought up that I thought was a good point was that you didn't want to look – too overdone um, like you've seen some celebrities <laughs> and that's at Marietta Plastic Surgery that's our philosophy that we want to just make you a younger version of yourself and not change the way you look and so we have some surgical techniques where we address not only the skin but the soft tissues underneath the skin that have also been affected by gravity or aging and to reposition those into the appropriate position so that then when we redrape the skin we're not pulling on the skin to give you a um, a tight or bl- a windblown look. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, I would add to that, Harry, um, that for males, I think my experience has been males need neck lifts. They, they don't need facelifts. And I think the celebrities out there that will remain nameless that you are probably speaking about and thinking about probably had facelifts that were t- are typically done on a female and that they feminize their faces and there are procedures and, and when you're 65 years old the skin has lost a lot of its elasticity there are technologies that we have that will help tighten skin but usually not enough when you're 65 and you usually do need to think about some type of neck lift procedure mm-hmm. and th- and when you really address the neck and just a mild amount of tightening in the mid face area it's a very natural look and that works out great for our males it is a surgical procedure um, it is something that we would have to see you and and evaluate you medically first because it does require anesthesia but that's usually what you would need in that scenario for the frown lines you can do some injectables in the corners of the mouth that may help that's a non-surgical very quick procedure like juvederma restylane all right mr harry either way you're gonna be you're gonna be a hit out there good luck with that and where can people find you gentlemen at Marietta Plastic Surgery at uh, www.mariettaplasticsurgery.com 
Um, it's probably the best way to get in touch with Yes, them. we have offices on Town Lake Parkway in Woodstock, and we have an office real close to Wellstar Hospital in Marietta on Campbell Hill Street. All right, we're going to have you back on in a few months, and we'll talk about uh, more plastic surgery that's available to you. More to come on Atlanta Living. Stay tuned. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Melinda Skelton's Atlanta Living, sponsored by Vane Innovations. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. If you have not set foot on Marietta Square lately, you are missing out. It is this little slice of Norman Rockwell that is just adorable. So I have two people that are just cornerstones of the Marietta Square. I have Sterling Wharton. He is uh, with the Butcher and the Baker and WR Social House, two absolutely wonderful restaurants. And we're going to hear more about those restaurants in just a moment. And Cassie Costulus. Cassie, did yeah, I do it? You did it. Excellent. With Strand Theater uh, on the Square Marietta. And Cassie, tell us a little bit um, about that theater has had some ups and downs over the year. Yeah, or over the years. Yeah, yeah over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was built originally in 1935 as a movie theater. And as um, kind of multiplex cinemas became more popular, mm-hmm. um, those one-off historical theaters, kind of a, a lot of them closed down um, uh, the Strand, not uh, not escaping that right. Fate. So it closed down for um, several years. Was a couple different ventures, and then in 2008, uh, it reopened as the Earl Smith Strand Theater, thanks to the support of the community. Now we do everything, not just classic movies, but silent films, concerts, live shows. We have a Christmas tradition going on right now, which is holiday song and dance music review. So we do a little bit of everything at the Strand now. So it really is a community. Theater, because the community came together to bring it exactly. back to life. Yeah, so it's 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 there because of the local community. Um, you know, we're we're not government funded. It's not a, a huge foundation grant yeah. or anything. So it's it was from individual contributions all around the community that really helped bring it back to life. That is great. Now Sterling, so uh, you are part of two fabulous restaurants on the square: the Butcher and the Baker. And you're very close to both of those, the butcher and the baker. Yes, we are. Thank you so much for having us, Belinda. Uh, the baker's my daughter, and uh, <laughs> so I get the opportunity to, to work with her every day, and the butcher's her husband. So we have our own butcher shop and bake bakery there where we cure bacon, hams, uh, get whole animals, if you will, and take those down in, in a traditional butcher shop that we use for only for ourselves. And also the bakery is open every day. Uh, that we do. It's not a not a. It's just for a commercial in our use. We make our own, own breads, et cetera, to do that. Everything is made local. Just like Cassie said, it's a very community driven. Everything is most everything is driven from a local farm within 20 or 30 minutes away a lot from the farmers market that's there every Saturday and Sunday uh, during the year. And as Cassie said, the entire square is really driven by a local community. Um, and in fact, everything going on the square is really driven by the by the community and the nonprofit there that's that's put that together everything that's happening on the square that we've talked about just before we started well i love the fact that the that the community around you has so embraced uh 
what is going on on the square and it's so diverse it you have uh you have shops uh and they're they're not generic little shops. They're so unique, and boutiques and the restaurants are amazing. And I remember interviewing your daughter maybe two years ago, Sterling, when we were broadcasting from a food festival on the square, I believe. And mm. she was talking about how uh, you bring in, I think it was maybe a whole pig, and how she would smoke it and make the bacon and and. Uh, cure it and she was doing everything and nothing was going to waste and here she was I mean she's not uh, that old and I was so impressed at how she was respecting the animal so to speak and really providing so much to the community uh, she does her and her, her husband is the really the he is she's the um, she is truly the baker and he's the guy that gets those whole pigs every week in fact uh, if you come today, there's probably hams that were actually put up uh, in March or April of 2014 that will actually be on the menu today, and those are actually cured in-house and put together there. The bacon's taught. Everything is done in that way, and we are a fan of pork, uh, so uh, pork is always good. And, it's the uh, other white meat. Exactly, and uh, the butcher always said good food takes time, So, uh, and it sometimes it takes a year or longer just to have that ready. Okay, so what type of food, what is being sold there at the Butcher and the Baker? The Butcher and the Baker is really a progressive, authentic farm-to-table restaurant. Uh, everything is truly sourced from a local from local purveyors. Uh, it is all made fresh daily. It's it, we're only open for dinner Wednesday to Wednesday to Saturday, uh, typically. And uh, but they come in prepare on Monday. So basically, it's Monday Tuesday prep time, prepping all week. Uh, but it's uh, there's uh, any virtually any uh, any farm to table restaurant you would find. It would be a very it is a. Um, Authentic. The only thing is, is an authentic farm-to-table. Whether it's pork, beef, uh, local fish from North Georgia that would mm-hmm. be trout that would be driven that would be done there, and all the, also our our vegetables. Everything comes from produce is done by local growers. They deliver those two or three times a week. There, and many times that is coming also at the social house. Uh, things that we put in the salads. That would probably was growing in the dirt that morning, very likely. It's I, that fresh. I love it. Okay, so right now uh, on the square, um, there, you know, if you've been the square, there's this big green area, and then there's the bandstand. Well, you've converted that to an ice skating rink, and it looks like a winter wonderland because the trees that are surrounding the ice skating rink are all glistening with white lights. Tell me about the ice skating. Uh, the ice skating is just uh, I'm sure a, you're out there every day just busting it right <laughs> <laughs> the, busting um, it is the yeah. term for ice skating huh? <laughs> <laughs> we have had people bust it though, I, the, that's what I would be doing if I was on the ice skating yeah. right now yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, the ice skating's been a lot of fun. It's actually been produced by a local profit there, a local nonprofit called the Historic Marietta Square uh, Branding Project, and we produced that in cooperation with the city. It's in Glover Park, which is mm-hmm. sort of the cornerstone in, in the in the park. Uh, the ice skating rink houses about can have about fifty skaters at a time. Mm-hmm. It's um, approximately forty by sixty-five. It's not a hockey skating rink size, but it's very it's substantial. Um, everyone has a great time. Um, My kids loved it the other night. Oh, do they? They, they, they great. did. It's great for I say for kids from one to ninety-two. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, and so it's. Uh, well, what's fun is we really did it for 
really to build memories for families and children. But one of the most fun things that we saw, Belinda, beyond that is a couple of days ago, someone on our staff sent me a photograph, had a picture of a a gentleman probably about 60 and he said a thank you note and was with a lady probably 85 or 90 it was his mother and he sent us a note and said thank you so much we built memories my mother was born on the square on the marietta square she couldn't uh, she wasn't skating but she sat watched it and had such a good time so we didn't think about families of Families and children of that age, we're thinking, but it was such a good time. Just there's something for everyone to do every day. There is, Mm -hmm. and um, coming up, gosh, for New Year's Eve, y'all are really making a splash, bringing the new year in, right? Uh, Whiskey Gentry. is going to be there. Tell us about New Year's Eve on the square. Sure. So um, we kind of have two New Year's Eves on the square going on. Um, The first one is for families. So it's kind of a family friendly. There are going to be activities. There's going to be a children's ball drop. So that happens um, from two to seven. Mm -hmm. Seven o'clock is the ball drop for um, kids and families. And then we kind of kick off um, the more adult fun late night party um, that people kind of think of as your traditional New Year's Eve. Um, People with with no curfews. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the non-curfew folk. Um, and Whiskey Gentry is playing for that show. We're so excited to have them. Um, when, As I've been telling my friends that Whiskey Gentry is playing, their eyes are just lighting up. Oh, yeah, yeah Whiskey Gentry. They're such a fun band. And um, and uh, so they'll be playing. And then we have a object drop, which is kind of a mystery. We're not um, revealing what's going to be dropping at midnight. Ooh. but So you'll have to come and see. But it's very exciting. Um, so that'll happen on midnight with a countdown. Okay. Um, the countdown's traditional. And the object drop maybe isn't much uh, as traditional. As traditional. Yeah, okay. but it's going to be a ton of fun. So we're really excited. This is the first um, ball drop that we've had. Or not ball drop, but object. Object drop, object drop. <laughs> uh, that we've had on the square, and it's something I think the square has been really wanting for a long time. Well, and we we need to point out that uh, don't worry about parking on the square in Marietta oh, yeah. because people think that you can only park on the square, but there's free parking and oh, the absolutely. parking decks just right off the square. Yeah, not even a. Um, Right, actually, across the street from the Strand Theater, um, there's a parking deck. And then behind that, there's a second parking deck. So there's a ton of parking. And not only that, but um, there's going to be uh, Uber is kind of partnering with us and sponsoring part of this as well. So um, there's going to be really really easy access to that sort of Uber taxi sort of transportation back and forth. And a lot of people walk around the square. Um, I think for New Year's Eve, it's it's. A lot safer to take an Uber or a taxi anyway if you're kind of enjoying the late night festivities. And the great thing about this is the late night party goes on till one. So you don't have to leave as soon as the ball drop is there. You can take your time getting home and, um, you know, getting home safely, which is a big part of a big important part of the um, celebration. That is great. And if if uh, you don't get to make it for New Year's, make sure that you get to Marietta Square um, soon. I see it established in 1834. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's tremendous. And it's very it's just an authentic place, Belinda. It's uh it's the real thing. It's uh, when you go there, you can feel the uh, patina of the buildings, of the sidewalks, etc. And the I want to encourage folks, as uh, Cassie talked about, the parking. The par- free parking is not just for New Year's. It's after five and weekends, every day of the year, every holiday, every festival that may come. There's always free parking. 
thousands of parking places and covered decks that are safe, well lit, and well lit. Uh, probably a hundred feet from your building when you walk oh, out, yeah. and they're close to. Uh, there's about 28 restaurants right around that are all walkable right around that that park in the central area. Many of them are most. They're all family run mm-hmm. or small business. There's not a chain. If you're looking I for a chain that. operation, that you will not find one. They're only. You know, they're they're run the boutiques. There are no chain stores. They're individually driven with unique personalities to them all. They're all one of a it's a one of a kind experience every time you go. So you can uh, go into a restaurant, grab a cocktail, grab a meal, stroll around, ice skate, then go in, uh, grab a dessert, come back out, see watch Santa, some, see Santa. Yeah. Uh, then they have some Santa Claus workshops. Where should we send people that would like to get more information on? the square or what is going on on the marietta square i would i would direct them to winter wonderland marietta if you type anything close to that in google you will be directed immediately there there's uh con- there's information that's updated regularly and and daily also look on facebook as well you'll find marietta square uh marietta square information on winter wonderland there i would look for winter wonderland though it'll give you the update on the new year's and the ice skating, Santa Claus workshop, etc. So, well, don't just hit. I mean, it's it's happening all year long, not just during this winter wonderland season. It is it is uh, something to be very proud of in your city, the Marietta Square. Uh, please check it out. Great restaurants, the Strand Theater, um, Cassie Costales and Sterling Wharton. Um, Thank you both for joining us in the studio. It has been tremendous, and I will see you out on the rink. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right, folks. Stay tuned to Atlanta Living. Breaking Chews with David Danzig is next. Now back to Belinda Skelton. Hey, welcome back, y'all, to Atlanta Living. It is time for Breaking Chews. Now, this is our check-in on all the -the up-to-the-minute breaking news about local restaurants, chefs, and festivals. I'm here with my favorite foodie correspondent, David Danzig, of the website BitesAndSights.net, also a food writer for Atlanta Social Season Magazine, and, of course, BelindaSkelton.com. So, <laughs> finally made it to Linton Hopkins Cafe at Linton. I did, Belinda. It was so cool. I went the other night. Um, it's located in the Botanical Garden. So, and that's the site of one of the coolest holiday uh, activities in the whole absolutely. city. So, anyway, you know, any new effort from James Beard winning chef Linton Hopkins. He's of Restaurant Eugene, Holman and Finch. H&F Burger, it's a cause for a celebration, but I've been really geeked up to try the Cafe at Linton's, and that recently opened in the Botanical mm-hmm. Gardens. And by the way, right now through the January 9th, the Botanical Gardens features garden lights, and you've got to experience this. It's millions of lights. You walk through the grounds, and then at the center of it all, Cafe at Linton's. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, they're cooking up. It's a small 82-seat space. They're cooking up these gorgeous southern plates, and it's a quaint and cozy. It's very classy. The menu changes. It's varying with the seasons. And right now, it is comfort food season. I mean, they have a Springer Mountain Farms chicken pot pie. Um, I tried this gorgeous charcuterie plate. The meats are from Spotted Trotter. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a winter vegetable plate. I mean, Linton is known for his genius with vegetables. These are roasted cauliflower and Asian turnips, baby care. So creative, so beautiful. I also did a beef bourguignon. This is... Mm -hmm. 
probably the hardiest plate in the city right now. It's a stew of uh, grass-fed beef and button mushrooms, Benton's bacon. Um, oh, they did this shrimp and grits, Belinda. It's local shrimp with Benton's bacon, Anson Mill grits, and then they pour a she-crab soup over what? it. It is to die for. Um, desserts include sticky t- toffee pudding, um, chocolate and raisin bread pudding, but I recommend... If you go for the nights, uh, the lights show, grab a cup of Linton's hot chocolate with vanilla marshmallows, a pack of s'mores, and you are in tall cotton. So, oh, and by the way, we will have Chef Hopkins on Atlanta Living for a whole hour next Saturday from 6 to 7 to discuss holiday recipes. I can't wait. Can't wait for that. Uh, My website is bitesandsights.net. Follow me on all social media. You can see where I'm chowing down. Okay, I can't wait for next week with you, David. Thanks. You're listening to Atlanta Living, only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it.